Testing, one, two, three, testing. Hello? Is anyone out there? Is anyone out there? I'm looking for anyone. Anyone? Please, anyone, respond. Help needed. Can anybody hear me? Help needed. If you can hear, please respond. Please respond. Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure. This is episode seven, Reaching Out. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Our podcast is growing as it goes out to you all for finding us. Um, and when I say us, it's me right now, but I'm hoping to grow the podcast. I'm open to people coming on, some guests and all that. So if you have ideas, uh, want to kind of chime in, don't mind to be part of the show, please. Uh, you can find me on HC Realms. It is, uh, my ID is Colossus TN. Or you can email me at lostinclicks at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Open to any ideas, suggestions, comments, feedback. We're always, we, we, me, I am always looking to grow this podcast, make it better, make it more entertaining. Um, So I'm sorry for getting this podcast out so late i've been really busy we had a busy weekend and when i say we me and my wife had a very busy weekend we actually went out of town and it's just snowballed from there i usually spend sundays getting it ready and just had no time especially the super bowl so uh i don't want to talk about that we'll just talk about hero clicks so you can tell my opinion on the super bowl but anyway uh so i wanted to go over a little bit what went on as what's going on in hero clicks right now what's going on what i see what's going on and just what's, what we can end up talking about, how can you grow your community. Right now, I'm going to go over my past weekend. Usually on weekends, um, kind of free. Sometimes I get a Heroclix tournament in. This weekend, we kind of go up uh, once a year, or sometimes twice a year, up to my friend's uh, Mark's house in Indiana. We'll go up there to visit him. This weekend was a special time to go visit. It's his 50th birthday. Shout out to Mark for his big 5-0. And... So usually when we go up there, we end up just spending the whole time not leaving the house and just playing games. And Mark, me and him usually get in at least one or two Heroclix matches when I'm up there. Now, it's kind of special, too, because Mark is the guy who got me into Heroclix. Uh, My journey into Heroclix uh, started a long time ago. It was back when um, Ultimates was out. Uh, He actually got me into it. He had opened up a store I was working there, and it's really funny. His mother-in-law bought his son, 
who was very young, like nine years old, a um, a booster of sports clicks. And Mark has set me down. We we're big baseball fans, and he's like, "Hey, man, you should check this house. It's pretty cool." So we sat down and played sports clicks for a little while. And then he goes, you know what? They also make a comic book game. And me and him were hooked from there on. And he's kind of fallen out of the game, but whenever I get a chance, whenever he comes down, we always play. Uh, he is a great player. Uh, even being out of it, he picks it up pretty quick. Uh, he is uh, hes kind of funny. Whenever I come up and we play, he kind of gets that fever again. I know he's been... For Christmas, he got some booster packs. Uh, I think World's Finest, Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe even got a, uh, I think he got a starter set of Guardians of the Galaxy for a map. And then he also, I gave him for his birthday two packs of Spider-Man, the newest Spider-Man um, set clicks. And so we did get a game in. Usually we play all kinds of different games. Our goal up there is play as many different games as possible. Um and we got in like eight or nine games. We played all day Saturday, got up, stayed in, got food. I mean, we never leave the house. And then we'll play about a half day on Sunday. And Sunday morning, me and him sat down to play some Hero Clicks. And we played a like a random match. And me and Mark had come up with this a long time ago. We love sealed. We love putting teams together of very limited amount of figures. So, And we can we love constructed too, but sealed is one of our – more fun elements because it makes us play figures we might not and makes us kind of use our brain on how stuff can kind of work together. So we did a neat little thing we like to do, which is I took all the cards of all the figures he had clicked. I'd brought some uh, clicks up there, but we decided just to take the figures he had collected, which was about six or seven boosters, and I took all the cards and I shuffled them together. Then I dealt each of us out a hand of about ten clicks. So we took those cards, and from those cards, we kind of made our teams. His team was an interesting team. It had Death Urge from Guardians of the Galaxy. It had Gorgon from the Fast, the uh, I believe it was the Fast Forces part, the Inhumans. He also had Dire Wraith, and from the Guardians of the Galaxy, he had Mary Jane, and he had one other figure I can't remember. I always forget about what that figure was, but he had those figures, and then he also. Well, that was his team. It's a 400-point team. And then I had Lockjaw from the Fast Forces, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Inhumans, Black Bolt from that same set, Heatwave from Flash, and Winter Soldier, I forget which one, but it's the one that has the sniper nest. Now, I came in a little bit under, maybe 10 points, but that's about as close as I wanted to get. My team looked pretty pretty good. I thought I'd not have any trouble. The only thing I was going to be worried about was Death Urge's uh, Hypersonic. Now, we played on one of those premium maps because I had bought them and I thought about taking them to the WizKids Open, but I wanted to play on them and see what they were like. And so we pulled out the convention center one and with the big hindering train in the middle of the map creating two alleyways on the side. Uh, my first move, I took a lockjaw and decided to be aggressive and moved him up to try and block one of those alleyways and then moved up. Uh, Black Bolt carrying Heat Wave for the enhancement, and then also had Winter Soldier and put him some nests around and put him on a nest. In, and two were on my side, and I put one right back in the back. He went first and he moved Death Urge behind the blocking terrain 
carrying Gorgon, put Mary Jane in the back, and also had Dire Wraith moved up. So I put Winter Soldier's Nest in the very back line he had and set Winter Soldier down there. Yeah, several things I did wrong. Number one, I didn't move Lockjaw up enough that to make Death Urge have to go around the long way to get to any of my figures. He had a way to a path to go around and not get in contact with Lockjaw because since Lockjaw has plasticity, as soon as he entered one square within one square of Lockjaw, Death Urge would have to stop with his hypersonic, as y'all know. And I, I positioned Lockjaw in the old way with a on a slant since he's a double base figure on a slant trying to use him as a shield to protect black bolt and heat wave he very smartly brought death urge in did, doing a hypersonic shot hammered my heat wave pretty much crippling him then dropped gorgon down who's a nasty piece i found out and just started to then pick my team apart Black Bolt rolled out, missed a shot, and then from then on, let's put it like this. This was Mark's first ever game in which he did not take a click of damage outside of pushing, and he wiped my team up. Now, there's several things I did wrong. Uh, Bad positioning, um, just bad placement of my sniper nest, not using the sniper nest correctly. Everything I did was awful, and I'm glad I got that out of the way. I mean, in two weeks, well, this is Friday. Uh, This Saturday, I have a conference I'm going to, and then the next Saturday will be my Wiz Kids Open down in KC, South Carolina, and I was like, wow, I need to get this out of the way. If I'm going to play bad, I need to play bad now. But um, give it to Mark. He really picked apart my team, and we just usually play, because since it's a fun, casual game, you just play until the other guy's wiped out. And that's a fun way to play. You know, it took about an hour and a half, a little bit longer than a normal match in a tournament, but it's kind of fun. Got to be able to use the pieces. Got to see them all the way down their dial. Um, But one thing he did well, which I consider old school, is he um, put pop in his team. And what I mean by pop, I mean, if anybody's been playing this game for a long time, remembers before resources, we really looked to put pop in our teams. What I mean by pop, it's just an acronym name for me that stands for perplex, outwit, and probability control. Now, sometimes you'd add support, but those three were key. The perplex being able to up a uh, power, either damage, attack value, defense, speed, was so huge back then and still is. And outwit being able to cancel powers, and probability control, being able to re-roll stuff. That is one thing I didn't have on my team, and I really suffered. I had leadership, and I never really hit leadership when it really mattered. So, really, I had nothing working for me. All my guys had to just just go on their own. And as everyone knows, rolling sevens and eights at times can just dry up. And without probability control, you don't get that second action, to uh, that second time to try it again. And so the odds are really not in your favor. He had a great team where he did have some probability control. He had some outwit. And he was just able to pick me apart and use that to really make his team a lot more dangerous and aggressive. I mean, as I said, it was fun playing on the map, learning the map. Uh, He had guessed, and this is how good Mark is, 
he had guessed that I was getting ready to, um, if he didn't move Death Urge and push Death Urge, because his Death Urge, when he moved up, I moved up Lockjaw, and he was going to have to push. And Mark's very good about pushing. He had realized that if he didn't push, then I was going to, um, uh, he was going to, I was going to do a running shot with Heat Wave and blow the wall out and then run and shot with Black Bolt and probably cripple Death Urge. I was going to try to. Well, that he knew what I was going to do. We've played so long. And that blow out the wall strategy is one that we love to do. And he 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 kind of realized he needed to push. He got up there, got aggressive, got that team in position. Um, Winter Soldier, I was an idiot. I just kept him on the sniper nest. I should have pulled him off. And it just just ended up causing some trouble so um anyway hats off to mark he did a great job and you know what it just reminded me uh the resources have kind of um made it where you can give those powers so easily to other characters we don't think about when we build teams worrying about some of that stuff but it's such a key integral part of the game especially if you look at the limited format or even really i think coming up with a with the retirement of some resources, I'm thinking teams will need to start worrying about pop again, probability, outwit, perplex. It's such a powerful, what I consider passive power. And what I mean by passive power, it doesn't it's a free action, and free actions don't count against your build, don't count against your action total, and doesn't give a token to your character. So that becomes a power that can help your team in what I consider a passive sense, meaning saving action so that you can do something more aggressive that actually does damage or that makes them reposition. So um, really just kind of remind me of that. Now, it's also reminds me how much fun it is just to sit down with friends and play a game and a random game and one in which if you're not really testing teams, it was just awesome to kind of do that. And, I, and everybody should take time out and try that. Uh, I think a playing partner, a home partner, somebody that loves the game just as much as you and can really uh, just go after it and just have a good time and do that, you know, it just it re-energizes your spirit for Heroclix. And I know it probably did for Mark, too. We just love uh, playing against each other. One last thing I learned from all that, and I know I keep going on and on, but it's just a great experience. I mean, just as much as fun as going to tournaments um, is playing on that premium map. They are amazing. I mean, the quality of them, laying them out, how they feel, me not having to put down a plexiglass on top of my um, map to keep it down. You know, it was kind of neat, and it rolled out. It was just, it was awesome. I love those premium maps. I wish they'd done it earlier. I know Mark was like, why did they not do this before now? This is awesome. And they're a little bit cost prohibitive at $25, but... I don't know. If they keep doing those maps like that, I think it's a, it's a good investment. And I love them maybe as some prizes for some other events. But I, I, I do like them. Uh, they are, I believe they will stay tournament legal for a long time since they're a product they put out. Unlike other maps who retire with sets, with them being like a convention exclusive or something like that, I think kids might not ever retire those, so those are that would be a good investment for a long term map that you can learn. And there, and I love the office map; it's a great uh, 
low range map and the convention center has got just a unique kind of terrain to it that makes it a hindering terrain type map and indoor i love indoor maps really makes barrier tougher so that's just what i learned from this weekend's game i always recommend go find a friend who loves hero clicks like you and you know play once in a while and you know I'd, i'd recommend at least twice a month it just keeps the game fresh so um that was my weekend uh I'll go over also, I'm going to go over it a little bit later, but my WizKids O news I'm going to do later, like how my team's going, and just kind of throw it out there to you all. Um, so I'm going to get to that in a little bit because I've been working on that. I've taken a break from playing it and just been sitting around thinking about it and just kind of thinking through some strategies I've got. But I want to go back to, to I want to go to our topic, which is reaching out. It's that community connection type with everybody else in Heroclix to try and um, grow the game. As I learned with Mark, I think connecting with others, Heroclix is a game that is played across from each other in a in where two people are just having fun, enjoying the figures. And I think community in Heroclix is huge. Uh, that's the way the game grows. It's a social, interactive game. It's a game which... You know, you're not going to play, I don't want to play it solo. I don't want to play against the computer. I don't want to do an AI. And the online games I've had are fun, but I, I still want that interaction. So I think the community, and where I've struggled is when the community here has gone down, there's less support of the community, or the people playing the community don't have that energy or enthusiasm, then I lose my love of Hero Clicks. I love collecting the figures, so my collector part of me kind of comes out but I, I love playing them i love interacting with people i love talking about them that's why i started this hero clicks podcast now I, I bet some of y'all feel the same way that that interaction with each other interaction with people who have shared those same ideas really drives your love of the game and really keeps the game fresh um so i just want to kind of go over some communities out there that i've kind of hooked up into that i kind of enjoy that kind of keeps my brain fresh on hero clicks and i just want to know from you all i mean i'd love to hear from y'all what what you all do to keep your community fresh i mean how are you all kind of growing your own community or dealing with the having to reach out how are y'all dealing with some struggles maybe if you're like me you're kind of isolated not totally isolated but don't have a huge huge hero clicks community i don't have a home partner right now that means a person that comes by my house and we play and i need to go find one i know Mark, when he used to live near me, we, we would always like once, maybe twice a month, maybe three times a month, or whenever we could play some hero clicks, we'd get together. We used to talk about it a lot. And I find that when we're doing that, we talk more about hero clicks. Um, so one thing I want to talk about is podcasts. There's some great podcasts out there. It depends on what you're trying to look for. I, I can go over the ones that I'm starting to listen to. And you only have so much time in the day, and I know I'm taking up some of it with my podcast, and I really appreciate y'all. Uh, I'm hoping I'm energizing y'all, but some podcasts I love listening to, and the best time to listen to podcasts is, you know, I've got a stupid 20-minute drive to work, 20 minutes twenty minutes back, and I just plug one in, I listen to it, and you know, I have enough variety of them, and some of them take a little while that I'm able to listen to two or three podcasts a week on top of doing other stuff and it's just kind of keeping me connected to the game 
Currently, I have three that are my favorite and two other ones I listen to, but those are very specialized podcasts. The three I have my favorite, and I just picked up one here lately. Two Clicks from KO is an awesome, awesome podcast. It's, uh, uh, it is Aaron Cantu, I think, in California. He does a great job. He has guests on. does a great job with his podcast. He's very good about you know, talking about the game, keeping it fun, talking about the casual, keeping it fresh, and giving some previews, and moving his podcast along has it very well designed and keeps going on with it. Um, love that one. If you've not tried it out, you should. He also does a lot of spoilers. He's a great place to go. His Facebook page is a great place to go for previews of dials before they ever hit WizKids. That's where you find the ones that get spoiled in HC Realms. Um, also, uh, Rule of Three. Love those guys. Now, sometimes they talk a lot about Overwatch, but that's really cool. Sometimes you like to hear some different perspectives. They're not a pure Heroclix podcast, but there's three guys that love Heroclix and have other interests, and they love talking about it. I love hearing about them. They have some guests on there, and they go over some different things, and they're very casual to meta. So it's a very good, fun podcast. I think they're located in Utah, maybe Arizona, somewhere around there. Uh, Really great guys. Uh, I love to run into them. Uh, And then... One I just picked up was T3. I I knew of T3 through YouTube. They do a lot of great YouTube videos of matches. You can watch them and see how different pieces interact. Um, But uh, I had been talking with a guy I've been playtesting with. Uh, We've been um, going back and forth. and We playtested my current WKO team versus his, which has been really amazing because, because what... One thing's come out, which is the newest WKO list that um, Shuma Gorath had been making a huge uptick, and he had run a Shuma Gorath team. And that's great practice, just get used to that one, and I'm kind of going through that. I kind of know what I want to do against it, but it was Sneaky Brick. And he mentioned, you know, I should ask T3 if they do online matches and what they thought of my team, and I did. I went out to a YouTube, commented on it, they pointed me to their Facebook page. I sent them a private message, and they responded. I mean, that was great to have. They gave me some feedback. They even featured my team on their episode 30 podcast. They do, and I went and listened to their podcast, and it's fun. They have a bunch of guys. They talk about a lot of different things, so it kind of goes into Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff like that, but they have great knowledge. And, and you know, I got to say, as a fanboy, you know, being mentioned on another podcast is kind of neat. And so they went on my team. They took it apart, and I didn't mind it. Uh, I loved their feedback, and you know I'll talk about how that went. But that was awesome. I thought that was a great community, and their response back to me just just made me uh, feel great. And you know, I don't know. I mean, it felt like I was connected to a community, and that's kind of what you want to do. So those are three great podcasts I'd recommend, especially for the kind of casual meta player. Um, now, two other ones I listened to. And these are ones off and on I listen to. It depends on how I'm feeling. But Dark Logos is starting over. Podcast is on YouTube. And the Meta Lab, which is also on YouTube. You won't find those on iTunes. The other three you'll find on iTunes. But these two aren't found on iTunes. So that makes it a little bit harder for me to listen to it as a podcast. But um, Dark Logos doesn't have any video with it. He just has a... uh, He'll put up some pictures up, but his is a very competitive meta-driven podcast, and so is the Meta Lab. Very focused on the meta, 
so those two podcasts, if you really want competitive, there's some great podcasts uh, longer. Um, they are entertaining, but they will really focus meta-wise. The other three were very casual, and I love talking about them. So uh, that's one way in which community can grow, That's in my opinion. I sound like I'm an expert. I'm not an expert. I'm still trying to do this myself. I'm trying to make sure... I love the game so much. I want to keep it around. I want to keep it fresh. But I also realize that it doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't come down to how much, how many clicks they they produce. It comes down to do I have friends and people around me who love this game as much as I do, and I can have fun with it because that interaction community, the battle of wits on how you put figures together, how you move the figures, how you use their powers, the sequencing of it, how you handle a map is that thrill of interaction in a community that I want. And, you know, if you don't have it, if, you don't, if, you're, if you're limited in being able to do that, I think, I think it really makes this game uh, less energetic and actually drives people away. So I really think community is huge. Um, AC Realms is the, a place where, you know, that seems to be the big community forum where people go and talk. A lot of posting and messaging. It seems like the largest gathering of our HeroClix community. Uh, that one's, I love it. I love reading all the different forum topics, getting caught up, seeing what people think. Uh, just like any community, there's areas of it that you love and areas that you don't, that you avoid, depending on what you want to get into. They can get in some weird discussions. They can get in some weird arguments on there. But it is a community where you can hook up, and I found two great people there. That's Sneaky Brick and Spider Nick, and I try and get in touch with some other friends that I have on there. And you know, it's, it's, it seems to be our community to where we can come together as a resource. It's it's unit sections, one of the best resources for HeroClix. I think it makes it very easy to search for figures and to build teams. I wish I could store a team and save a team, but anyway, I'd love to be able to compare some teams against each other, but, you know, for what it is, it's great. It uh, gives me ability for where I feel like I connect in, but even on that, you want that interaction, and at times it's not as interactive as I'd like. Uh, I've done two posts out on HC Realms, and I guess people didn't, weren't interested in them or anything. Started two threads and pretty much only had two or three people respond in them. And the threads just kind of died. So, I mean, it's it's a community that you want to kind of hook up into. It's great to read. But uh, AC Realms is another community that's out there that kind of helps grow the game. Um, and next one I want to look at. I'm, I'm really trying to go with not this is when the this is when the topics is the online aspect of hero clicks like i have played a post game that's where me and sneaky brick just kind of did the chat messenger inside of hc realms which they have which is great to have a chat feature and use that chat to you know tell our moves and both of us have the pieces and move them around the board and uh, kind of like in chess and you just call out the square they should be in and talk about what you're going to do in that extended match. And I think I've talked about that before. But that was neat. That was a way to kind of connect and play a game and go against somebody. Uh, would have loved to have the voice chats. I think that might have worked better. 
and I'm actually looking into, and you're gonna you're not gonna believe believe this, but really trying to grow my online presence. Um, I went out and bought a webcam, and I'm gonna try and build a PVC rig to go over my map and try to play a Google Hangout or Skype match. Uh, really interested in those. I wonder how those go. I've I've watched the matches on YouTube of people playing against each other and you're watching them play but really want to get into is there a community out there where you can do these top matches i mean it takes some equipment and both y'all have to have the same map but you know i want to see that you know because in google hangouts and skype you have that audio where you're talking back and forth and love to have that kind of exchange but How's that going to work? I'll, 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 I'll let y'all know. I'll let you know how that's going. I know when I posted out in HC Realms on the forums, I was told by um, Anthony Barnstable. I know I'll probably uh, butcher that, but he's great. He's a, he was a judge at Origins last year, and he's, he's, he was an amazing judge, volunteer judge. But he posted out there that there is a Facebook page out there which i thought about getting into but i have don't know how to do the online yet so i kind of avoided it had some last week on monday and i was was not going to have enough time for it i'd be up for another one one way in which i connect competitively maybe i can find some people there kind of like mark maybe more than move maybe that can help me do that connection more that i'm looking for that interaction um kind of looking into that i don't know about what you all think about that um looking for an interaction i'm not the game i love it has great mechanics but the part of the game that i'm missing right now is that interaction and i think that is a key in growing our game that we love is that always remember that we have to kind of keep it together with being friendly and fun and interactive with each other and that's what makes the game so much fun. I mean, I know some people love competitive, but I think I love competitive. But I love competitive in which both um, competitors are enjoying being against each other, are able to talk to each other, able to interact with each other. So um, looking at that, that's my next evolution is to uh, kind of start putting together that online presence. And this comes to a question I want to ask you all. Is what makes it easier? Is it emails the easier way to communicate in a community? Is it easier to do it through an email, forums? Or I've noticed that a lot of podcasts have their own Facebook page. And I've thought about that. Does that make it easier to communicate as, as a quick way between members of the community to be able to join, to like, to share information? Because I'm, I'm thinking about, should I open up a Facebook page or not? I know it was great with T3. They were able to respond to me. I get to see their stuff. I've done it with two clicks from KO. But I also know it's a lot of work keeping up with it. I wanted to keep it relevant. I want it to not be this stupid post that you get nothing from. But um, really trying to decide what should I do or not. Love to hear your comments on that. Love to see a Facebook page or not. I think they're kind of a waste. So um, anyway. That, that's that's a question out there, you all. Let me let me. And also, uh, here's another thing. I just ran across it. Something about tabletop games. Tabletop games. Tabletop games is a open source virtual rea- virtual gaming system. I think you pay for it, and then it's got open source code where people create. And somebody has gone out there and created 
basically a Heroclix map. It's a, a Heroclix uh, module for the game in which it has the maps. You can put a map down and it gives you the figures. You can put the figures on the board. And it's almost like a virtual tabletop of Heroclix. And you can play Heroclix with it doing that. And wow, I was like, wow, that, that could be the next evolution about how to grow the community, how to reach out and be with people that, you know, you're not getting enough tournaments in, you're not getting enough play time. Maybe that could speed up online tournaments. Uh, I don't know. And I, I think in the end, if it grows too big, I think it will have a licensing issue with just like uh, our old open Heroclix project or something like that, where, you know, WizKids one wanting a piece of that pie. Uh, figures are being able to be played without actually having the figures. So this virtual gaming, I mean, is, is WizKids going to try and clamp it like they did before? And try to do HeroClix online again, which was just kind of okay. I'm I'm going to say that I played it some, but it was not appealing to me because I had to buy more virtual boosters on there. After I bought boosters that were live boosters, I didn't think that was right. I mean, if I buy boosters, um, I felt like on my online account, I should get those same figures. I mean, they're trying to grow the community in the game. I want to play with the figures I have bought. I mean, I'd love to do that. Not sit there and have to buy more. That was that was beyond me why you would do that. I mean, I can understand if I didn't buy them, if I wanted to buy them online, that was fine. And other games, they're huge, very popular like um, Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. I know it's easier to code for those. But they have some online presence games, some virtual games like that, where teams can practice against each other and distance doesn't matter. And it kind of grows that team aspect. Um, so maybe that's the next evolution, these Google Hangouts, online gaming. And really, their growth is either going to be expanded by the community or limited by WizKids, as I see. If WizKids decides that, whoa, this is slowing down our product or we want a piece of that pie, then that could slow that growth down. But that might be our next evolution of the game. I hope not because I would still want to keep that interaction so I'm more leaning towards like a Google Hangout where you can talk, uh, virtual gaming, more typing I'm not too sure of. I mean, uh, that's where I see the growth coming. Um, Wiz Kids, as far as community growth, I think that's just so, and I'm not going to knock Wiz Kids because they do a lot of great things. I, I think the community has been left up to the players. It seems like WizKids have put the product out there. They do some tournaments. They do some conventions. They do great jobs at that. But the local community is left up to the local store. The local tournaments, the local competitive market is left up to the local stores and the, and the people. I mean, they run the WizKids Opens to kind of generate. But they don't have a huge community presence. I don't think that the... WizKids sites has a big forums community one except for the rules forum. So there's not a lot of, like, they don't control the interaction of the community, which I think is a huge missed opportunity for WizKids. They've limited their potential. Instead of opening up a section of themselves to grow their community, which growing their community grows the amount of product they sell and creates a more viable business engine. Um... I'm, and I'm not a businessman. I just think the community growth is kind of left up to us, which is fine. And they are they are reaching out with their WizKids Opens and the Origins uh, World Championships. That's great. And their prize kits, they're recognizing that there is a community out there. Uh, however, 
as an online presence in the forums, they've kind of deferred to HC Realms to kind of control that. And so WizKids have stepped back from handling that community or kind of growing it from that aspect. So I think there's limited potential and connection in the WizKids right now. I mean, other than going to tournaments, but I mean, tournaments are kind of high stress affairs. So uh, if you're going to a tournament or to a convention, the best place to kind of interact, enjoy, get to know players, I'm going to be honest with you, is in the Battle Royales. Those are great. Those guys are awesome. You'll run into each other over and over again. You can sit down while you're waiting, just kind of talk to each other, kind of share. I th- that right there is one of the greatest community efforts they do is that Battle Royale. There's, it's, it's competitive, but it's fun. Uh, everybody kind of looks out for everybody. So I, th- I think it's, I think I met more people at Origins through that and from sitting around waiting on the uh, world championships to start than anything. So I think if you go to a convention or go to a WizKids Open and you're out, go play some Battle Royales because that's really a good, great way to do a low-stress kind of hook up with the community. Um, YouTube, some great podcasts out there. Um, T3 is an awesome one. And also, uh, I'm trying to remember the guys. They're kind of located in... I want to say Ohio. I'm probably wrong. No, Pennsylvania. Located in Pennsylvania. Let me pull them up right quick. They do a great podcast also. Not podcast. I'm sorry, YouTube channel. Awesome. They go over a lot of different things. They're very, they explain powers. Um, uh, who is it? CT3. Oh, it's, sorry, let me go back. It's not tabletop games. It's tabletop simulator so hmm. tabletop simulator is what you you need let me type in i'm on my computer right now let me get it i am so sorry uh, about not having it up uh let me see where is he no um man there's a lot of people out here doing videos youtube videos oh here they are it says Alpha Strike. Oh, great guys. Alpha Strike. They were on Rule of Three. I think they were on Rule of Three the, uh, on a podcast a few podcasts ago. And they're awesome. Great guys. They're looking just to grow the game. And, you know, on YouTube, you can look at the Scott Porter videos. That's amazing. I watched video one. of, And I'm going to get to that. Deadpool. Oh, man. I love those videos. And Scott Porter's appearing on some other ones. I just, so, kind of go look at that. Um, another YouTube channel you might want to look into is, no, a Twitch can't channel. I forgot about Twitch. There is a Twitch channel. I think it's Realmworks. I'd have to look up on my Twitch account. Let me see on my Twitch account right quick. And you can watch actual live gaming, of, usually of like the rocks. They have them on Twitch. And if you don't use Twitch, it's kind of neat. I think uh, my wife went shopping one time and I spent the time just sitting around watching the Twitch game of a rock world championships. That's right. Let me see my channels. Where am I following? What am I following? Oh, Chaos Arts and Gaming or Realm Works. I think it's Realm Works. One of those two. They both put out like, yeah, it's Realm Works. Uh, they did uh, the Rock World Championships, and you can watch some live gaming on there. They do some uh, state stuff with that. So that's that's kind of neat, kind of watch a live tournament. Um, commenting is pretty good. 
So, you know, those are great YouTube things to kind of expand out and kind of watch, kind of grow your interest in Heroclix. Still say the interaction is key. I know T3 really re-energized me by responding back, and they did really quick. CMBO was very nice about it. Um, so were the other guys, Brett. They were they were great, and Matt, they helped me out and very quick to respond to me. So I'm reaching out, man, it's great. It kind of re-energizes you. So that's reaching out. I think it's important for the game. I think it's important for your, me to reach out and go find me another home partner. I think that will keep my love for HeroClix going. It will also give me somebody to just kind of talk to and just kind of keep the game moving. I think you need to reach out to others. I hope hope you've got a great group of friends that help you keep the games live and fresh. I think it's so important right now. And really just let me know about that Facebook. Should I start a Facebook? Are you all really interested? You care less. I know podcast is growing. I hope you share it with others. I hope you like it. So uh, keep growing our community here, and, you know, hopefully we can, you know, meet up at times. And, you know, I'd love to hear from you, love to see you all, love to play against you all. Um, and I'm hoping to travel more for HeroClix. I know my wife doesn't like to hear that, but I'd love to go around playing different venues. I think that would be fun. Uh, oh, let's move on. That's my topic for reaching out, but I still have something I want to go over. How is my WizKids open team coming? What have I done to it? Well, I have not done anything to it. Uh, I've kept it. I've had some suggestions from T3. They were talking about how I'm dependent upon the Justice League teleporter way too much for all my damage potential and that Faust and some Quinjets, which, you know, as they told me, everybody struggles against Quinjets, could kind of derail my team. And they can. They make some great points. Um, I don't have a great swing. I don't have a great way to move people around i'm a very slow moving team some maps could really hinder me so i'm gonna have some struggles um they talked about maybe me going to a pandora's box maybe that give me some more help and because i'm 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 gonna have to hit my mixy role if you know my team my mixy role when i go in there and do my lockdown with mixy i've got to hit it three times in a row because i'm gonna make them colossal and push him but i gotta hit it three times in a row to get my team a chance and i've got to get the entire other team in that um so you know i'm banking on a lot of stuff it's going to come down to dice rolls it's not going to be a consistent winner against a lot of teams that made some great points and you know i'm at where i'm at i mean is it better for me to stick with this team because i practiced it three or four times i kind of understand it and i've got a feel for how it's going to kind of work but it's going to be a very uh um hard going to be a finesse game or should i switch to something else that maybe gives me a better chance um i'm really looking at their suggestions cmbl had another suggestion he talked about he gave me some input on and this was outside the podcast he, he told me about maybe switching out um frogman for overdrive to give me a little bit more mobility that seemed very interesting that seemed pretty cool and maybe he told me how those id cards work and how i can kind of run my sideline but that's awesome. I really appreciate that, CMBO. I, I don't know if you're listening or not. But uh, I think I'm going to have to sit down and really look at it. I've been kind of going through it. And if if you knew me, all you got to do is give me some new suggestion. And I can rip a team apart and start putting a brand new one together. So I have done that two or three times. Just really trash my team. And I keep coming back to maybe I need to stick to it. Uh, I'd love to hear what y'all's opinion is. Um, you could listen to that T3 podcast and hear their suggestions on it. Um, 
and very nice. They were very honest, which I really appreciate. You don't want to be told you'll do a great job and you get there and you're going to get hammered. But they went over the pieces that's going to give me some trouble, that what my team's going to struggle with, maybe some pieces I should put out first, you know, how I can kind of run it to make it work. Um, Devil Dinosaur, as they pointed out, is a could get crippled really quickly. And I am going against a, I'm just going to be honest, against a Shima Gorath or a, a Temp Pole, my team runs better because a single attacker is going to have some limited options. However, multiple attackers like a Quinjet with multiple drones will have the ability to outgun me and like sh- double shoot some of my pieces. So they gave me some suggestions what I should remove and add. They even talked about how my team would really, really look good in a limited format with just a couple of uh, tweaks to it. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still looking at it, and I'm going to tell you, I sat down and go, well, maybe I need to make an aggressive team. And I really thought about a double Ultron Jean Grey team with Mixie and run the teleporter with that. But I don't know. I, I You guys stick to what your philosophy is, what you bring it in uh i'm trying to remember also i'm going there to have fun learn how to play competitive kind of get a feel out i want to win trust me i'm spending enough money i should go i need to go and try to do my best there i mean we're getting a hotel room we're gonna be staying down in south carolina having a good time but you know i'm committed to it so i need to put forth my best effort but i also need to remember i'm there to have a good time it's going to come down to die rolls it's going to come down to you know, some other effective teams going against me. And I'm really preparing for the next wave of retirement. So I'd love to hear what y'all think right now. Uh, I'll post my, uh, well, I'll post my last iteration of the team on the podcast too. So you can kind of look at it. But um, really going with the Just League Teleporter. And the only thing I've kind of changed is I might be removing the Black Panther ID. I know some of you go, why are you going to do that? I'm really thinking about putting Trendy War batman at 75 points the only drawback at that is that at 70 points uh black panther gave me the outwit and i could call him in with mixie if i really needed to but i'm probably never going to be able to do that with mixie so if i move up trendy war batman i get so many passive powers when he comes in it's perplex outwit prob control huge things i need now at 75 that means only devil dinosaur and ultron drone can call him in but I might have a time where I need the outwit. And he does have charge. He doesn't have blades, claws, fangs. But I can do a pick a power on him. So that could be interesting. Uh, what I had going with uh, Black Panther was his ability to charge, blades, claws, fangs, outwit. And his ability to s- jump two over to hindering terrain. Which could get him like popped out so he's not going to get retaliated against. So... Uh, CBO also had a great suggestion for me, and that's what I loved about T3. They were very interactive with me. He also said, take out Ultron drones first. That is a piece of advice for everybody. Take out an Ultron drone first. They're, they're the things that are driving the ID cards. I, I think they're broken. I mean, I'm using them, and I think they're a little broken. They, they make ID cards way too effective. Uh, with the next wave of retirement, which will also take out all kinds of ID cards, it's going to be interesting to see how resources play, and I'm really hoping Ultron drones get taken out in Quinjet. Because then, with the Pandora's box and Rocket Eternity out, 
this is going to get crazy on how the meta is going to change. So that's where I'm at. Love to hear your ideas on my team, what you're thinking. Uh, or if you don't care about it at all, that you think I'm going to get trashed, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm very open to any kind of feedback I get at all. So uh, the other thing, that leading into it, oh my gosh. Dead Deadpool unboxing with Scott Porter and some of the stuff that's starting to come out is amazing. Um, oh, one thing I meant to tell you. I am so sorry. I should have wrote this down in my notes. Back about the topic of community. I have a friend who does a YouTube channel. And I know I was talking about convention stuff last time. And I need to get back to that. But I, I wanted to take a second kind of take a break from the convention stuff. But the convention exclusives, which I, I'll tell you about them when I get back from the WizKids Open... But the convention exclusives, I have a friend who's a judge down in Asheville, Matt. His YouTube channel is Gamers Rule. I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up right quick. And the reason why I bring it up, he does a great job of reviewing the convention exclusives. He's a great guy to break it down and kind of go over it. And so I would suggest anybody that's want to look at the convention exclusives, what they look like, what kind of uh, potential they have. If you go watch his pod his youtube video i think you'll have a great uh understanding get kind of excited about it and let me make sure it is no it's not gamers rule where are you hold on be prepared i am not a boy scout people i know what i'm doing let's see That's not going to get it. Oh, okay, let me uh, let me pull it up. Here. Okay, so as I'm pulling that up, uh, there it is. It's games rule. G A M E S rule. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Turn that volume off. I don't know why I'm playing this. Yeah, it's games rule. G A G A M E S space r-u-l-e um it's great uh he's got a great thing where he goes over the convention exclusives does a great job of it i I recommend that video so so talking about previews that's a great one to go and get a great great understanding of what's all going on with that now gone over my wko news let's go over the review what's going on deadpool unboxing i think right now from the little that we've seen this set is going to make a huge impact, not only in the meta, just in the game in general. Um, I love to talk about a lot of stuff that Scott Porter, you go check out the Scott Porter video. The Venom Pool, as one of the chases, looks like that's going to be fun. Um, it looks crazy, actually, because his... Let me pull him up here. I think he's in the units section. Deadpool and X-Force. Yeah, let's see. Venom pool. Let's look at him. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven clicks long. Has region at the end. Um, he has that comic panel. I really don't know what a comic panel does. But at the beginning of your turn, if Venom pool has no action tokens, you may attach a comic panel to him, removing an already attached one. He can use the listed effect. The comic panel he had with him gave him one extra range bolt. I mean, he starts with an 8 movement with sidestep, 11 
attack with poison, 18 defense with super senses, 4 damage with exploit weakness, and a 5 range with 1 lightning bolt. He also has a special trait where when an opposing character uses probability control after actions resolve, that character cannot use probability control for the rest of the game. Holy Hannah. You get one shot at prob. And once you use it, it's done. There's no range thing on this. Just says when an opposing character. That is crazy to take a power away from somebody. Wow. This set is going to be crazy, and he's only 80 points. Seven clicks for 80 points. Wow. This is going to be crazy. Uh, Deadpool, the only Deadpool we got out are 75 points, and I went over before one, two, three, four, five, six, seven clicks. I mean, what's going on? It looks like low point pieces. Um, Another one I want to mention is there's a Stingray. There's a 23A and a 23B. What I found interesting about it, the sculpts are totally different. We've dealt with 23 with uh, A's and B's before, but their dial is exactly the same. They have the exact same dial. There's no change to it. They're the exact same points. The only difference is their traits. So is this a new change to something the way the A's and B's work? Interesting, the traits are the ones that give them a different flavor to them. I mean, I mean they have the exact same trait about they, when they occupy water, they get a plus two to defense, but they one has a trait of I'm the Deadpool brand mercenary you hired. Once per action for all characters with this trait, when another friendly character with a Deadpool corpse keyword would be KO'd, you may instead turn that character to its last non-KO click and heal it three clicks. If you do, KO one friendly member with this trait. Wow. So, that's his, and that's the B, and the A, the flip side, the A side, is marked for money. Each time another friendly character with a Heroes for Hire keyword KOs an opposing character heals Stingray. So one knocks out a character of your own, but you get to heal them three clicks. And the other one, anytime you knock out another character, they heal a click. And their keywords are different. So that's going to be interesting. That's a new take on our A and B. A and B used to have different powers, but this is kind of neat. Basically, you're getting one character that has, you can choose a trade option you like for them, and you can choose the keywords you like for them. So if you really want to play that character, the A and B give you a character that has a little bit more range of teams it can be on and kind of a special trait. But its regular powers are pretty much standard. They're exactly the same on everything. So, wow. Deadpool is starting to get me excited. I'm not a big Deadpool fan, but this set looks to be, I don't want to say game-changing, or even meta changing, I do think it's going to create a new flavor to the game, and I think that's cool. Anything that brings new flavor adds a little bit of randomness to it. Makes the game kind of fun, I believe. Now, the one thing I want to go over is Dig Girl. Dig Girl really interests me, and I'll tell you why in a second. She is one, two, three, four, five, six clicks for 75 points. A little bit high points. She doesn't have any range. Keywords of Celebrity, Mystical, X-Force, Ecstatics. Uh, real name, Moonbeam. Okay. Uh, she starts flyer. She's a flyer. Her max, 
Movement's eight, and it goes seven, seven, six, six, five. She picks up Flurry on her last three. She's got Precision Strike, but her attack value's only nine on those last three. And she got a 16 defense with Super Senses, and her damage is only like two, one, one. Doesn't sound great for 75 points. She does start with uh, eight, eight movement with Charge, with an 11 attack with a special White Power, 17 defense with toughness, and that 17 defense she keeps for her first three clicks with toughness. She's got exploit weakness for three damage, and her next two clicks keep the exploit weakness with two damage. Her special attack power, which is on her first three clicks, and she's got an attack of 11, 10, and 10, is uh, it says Tombstone, Talons, and Coffin Nails. Dead Girl can use Blaze, Claws, Fangs. Cool. Until the end of the turn. Characters hit by Deadpool can't use stop. Wow. We have a figure kind of like, um, who was it? Blue Devil in Trinity War? That can go by stop clicks. Can just hammer right by them. I can't imagine. She could do six damage. And I believe the way this reads... She could rip right through a any of the Bizarro pieces. I want to say there's six clicks. And I want to say that with the wording of this, she would knock it right past their stop clicks. She could knock past the Devil Dinosaur. That's huge for 75 points. She's a silver bullet against the stop clicks. Captain America, Iron Man, the exploit weakness helps her out. Now, you would have to roll a six, or, well, maybe on your mixy die you have a six, but she could really hurt somebody. Uh, she also has a special trait called Headlines. When Dead Girl hits one or more opposing characters after action resolve, give her a headline token. Living Dead Girl. At the beginning of your turn, if Dead Girl has at least one headline token, heal her one click. Ooh, she's going to be a little bit hard to kill. Uh, if Dead Girl has at least three headline tokens when she would be KO'd, instead turn her dial to click three and remove all of her headline tokens. Okay, she looks to be an Alpha Strike piece um, because with her special power doing that on stop clicks, uh, I either believe you're going to have to get her in her first three clicks to hit somebody. You have to keep her alive somehow. And her headline tokens only work if she's out there being aggressive. So this is a piece that can't sit in the back. This is going to have to be an alpha strike piece. She's going to have to get up there in the middle of it. I wish she had combat reflexes. Then she'd be incredible. But um, she doesn't. And with the resources of Pandora's box leaving away, it's going to be hard to give her combat reflexes. She does have the X-Men team ability. Her zero range. She's She's going to be... Hmm. She's going to have to be an Alpha Strike. But she can fly, so that's not going to... Hindering Train's not going to stop her. Uh, her Blaze Claws Fangs will be very impressive. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this. It's starting to tell me that either either they're trying to give us some options to get around stop clicks. We're starting to worry about it. I think that's important with a Bizarro Green Arrow. Let me pull up Bizarro Green Arrow. Let's just double check. Bizarro Green Arrow is... Everybody's go to rent one, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, she would kill him. If she rolled six on Blade's Claws Fang, she would just rip 
him apart. Now, it's kind of hard to do. However, if you think about it, a perplex up her damage and an empower, she's at five already. Uh, and she can, what would take you three attacks, maybe four to knock out Bizarre Green Arrows, one or two. She has potential, especially with, I think, and one that's not being mentioned, I actually got him and I own him, Bizarro Joker. I think Bizarro Joker is going to be one. If we can, if we have a mastermind piece that can mastermind from anywhere, him in the back, well, no, he's an aggressive piece too. You don't want to put him in the back. You want him in the middle of everybody because he heals for every adjacent opposing character, So, and his plasticity would hold him. Wow, make him colossal. Anyway, so those bizarros are all six clicks deep. Squirrel, I mean, dead girl, it is the one that can get by them. And that, that's not the only ones with stop clicks. We have a lot of a lot of figures with stop clicks. She gives you an option of being able to bypass them and hit through them. And that and and the eleven attacks not bad. I, as I said, with with what looks like going on with Deadpool and X Force, we're getting ready. To, get some options and we know with earth x captain america the ability to take equipped items off of people's cards and put it on his card that he can use is going to be a huge new mechanic in the game i don't know how comic panels are going to affect the game but what i'm starting to see i'm hoping to talk about it next time because hopefully i have more information but the new year for that and i love the thor sets you know you're going to get some high powered figures uh, the Thor equipment, kind of like Sugar Man. So now we're going to have these things that are going to stick around, kind of like the Sugar Man mechanic. This, now our resource is going to be equipment. That's going to be interesting. 24, I think they said 20. So, and they're going to have Colossals in that. So Colossals not going to go away. Our resource is going to start phasing out. But I'm kind of looking forward to this new age of the game where you're going into equipment by plus two and everybody had 14 attack. But equipment giving you different options, that would be kind of neat. We'll have to wait and see. I think that's a, an exciting part of the new game that's coming out, what these kids are trying to do. So I think that will be cool. Um, so anyway, that's what I have on Deadpool right now. Hope you all are getting excited for it. I know I am. Uh, we will see. Uh, I need to go watch the second video of Scott Porter and probably the third one now. And I'm really excited. Hope you all find out about it. You can watch them. Uh, Venom pool looks crazy. The other thing I want to say is that of all the of all the figures that's been reviewed, been put out for Deadpool, Swarm is the only one that's 120 points. Everybody else is below. The next highest one is 85. I think 85. Is it 85? No, 80. Continuing the trend of lower point figures that uncanny x-men had and joker's wild you don't have that many high point figures so the game is moving towards these multiple figure teams so i'm, I'm kind of interested to see how this is going to kind of work out and how the synergy will work with it personal opinion right now just based upon the limited information we have i think there's going to be a lot of pieces that are going to kind of mix the game up coming from deadpool and x-force could be wrong I don't think I am. I think some of the convention exclusives, Deadpool and X-Force, you're going to see some movement in the Heroclix world, especially on meta teams. I hope it does. I hope we start having more variety of teams. We have some variety of teams now. I don't want to go back to the old days where 
vet soups was the go-to or the uh, metron nightcrawler was what won everything i want to go to where several teams have viabilities every team has some weaknesses that other teams can exploit so be more about matchups and everything and more about positioning on the map Uh, so we'll see um the problem WizKids has is that, and this is my personal opinion, y'all can disagree, but the use of resources has allowed your ability to mix teams up a little bit because you can make more characters efficient. And if WizKids isn't careful about balancing the game across its what we call their standard build in which that balance allows figures to kind of mix around, if they don't keep a good balance, then what will happen is the undercosted, yeah, the undercosted figures with high efficiency, and if there's just a few of them, then they will rise up, and you're not going to have any variety. So it's going to be about balance, about planning ahead. And I'd, I'd heard a podcast about how WizKids needs to plan three to four sets ahead about how the uh, their standard game will look to try and keep it fresh and understand how to keep elements kind of balanced in it so we'll have to wait and see i think deadpool is going to bring some stuff there there's some really efficient characters at deadpool with seven clicks and 75 points uh looks really good the venom pool looks really good dead girl looks amazing she has a use um stingray gives you some options i mean i'm excited i don't like deadpool so there we go i'm excited for thor too we'll see how that goes um now, okay, winding down, I know I just talked forever, and I hope not boring y'all, but we are coming to what I threw out for y'all last week, which was a 300-point limited team. Um, I did come up with one, hard to believe, and really, I was struggling around this, what would be a good 300-point limited team, and I ran across, I said, you know, I have not used anything Civil War, uh, the storyline organized play set, and I said, well, let me... Let me go out there and try find some stuff. And boom, if I did not, I found a She-Hulk, which I like. I love that She-Hulk, 90-point uh, She-Hulk. She's number six in that set. And I just went clicked on one of her keywords in, in the unit section, Lady Liberators. And for some reason, okay, and I'm going to say for some reason. Obviously, they did it for a reason. I hope there's some synergy in this team. But there's four figures. That all have the Lady Liberty, Lady Liberators keyword. Is that is that their? Let me make sure. Yes, that's the keyword I'm talking about. Lady Liberators, all of them. There's four in that set. They all add up to 300 points. The four of them together add up to a perfect 300 point team. So I threw them together. I'd love to play them. I have all these figures, so I'd love to play them and see if they really synergize as She-Hulk, Wasp. Spider-Woman and Tigra. Let me see. Spider-Woman is a flyer, so she can carry Tigra. Wasp is a flyer, but she's a tiny, but She-Hulk can carry her. Wasp gives you range with an RCE and 18 defense, and she's got sidestep. She-Hulk gives you the ability to destroy um, uh, blocking terrain. And, you know, hit somebody with an object and give them an action token, which is pretty cool. And that's a trait. Tigra, uh, use super senses, and she's got a four to six 
one. She's got Empower. Mm, Spider Woman. Gives you a little four range, but she's got Precision Strikes. And if she hits with a range attack, give the hit, attack, hit character an, an action token. And she also has Plasticity. Hey, the one thing we don't have, we don't have that pop on here. I don't have any Outwit. I don't have any Perplex. I don't have any Probability Control. So I wonder how these would work. A limited format. That, that's a huge thing. Spider Woman gets Perplex in her second click. I don't know. It'd be an interesting team. I find it interesting. Find it neat that they add up 300 points. That it obviously was a plan inside that set. They could put together a 300 point team with these four. And be a theme team. So they do have limited probability control with the theme team option. Probably using Tigra or Wasp to take those prop actions. No outwit, but they can give basically they have a two of them have a limited like in cap with their special attack power. So that'd be that'd be fun to play. Uh, you'd have to win map control. I think the WizKids office would be the best place to play this team. Because the blocking train would protect them from a Nick Fury. Um, She-Hulk's going to be your main damage dealer. Spider-Woman's going to try and help lock figures down, keep you from hypersonic. The walls would help with that. I don't know. Tiger, Tiger's got a charge with... She's got Blades, Claws, Fangs. And if you play somebody with anti pro If, the, if you have another side that has anti-hour pro, she can use precision strike when attacking them once she chooses one side. She's got blade claws, fangs down her entire dial. The empower's nice. She's only got two damage, so you'd want to roll blade claws, fangs anyway. I don't know. Um, her super senses is nice. It'd be interesting. That'd be, that'd be a neat team. There's no stealth on here, so that makes them very visible. Um... Uh, not a lot of range, but in, on that map, they should be fine. Uh, Wasp would work really well sidestepping out from behind something and shoot somebody f four squares for four damage with RCE. I don't know. I, they have potential. So, it'd be fun to play. So that, that's my 300-point limited challenge team. Love to hear what you all thought about. thought about it or some challenge teams that or what you made up. Now, I do want to put out a new challenge to everybody. I hope everybody can do it. Um, I am going to try to put together a modern 400. Modern 400-point JSA team. That's right. A modern 400-point JSA team. We have enough JSA figures. They should be able to go out and build one. Now, I'm trying not to use a lot of super rares on this team or hard-to-find figures. And I have an idea how I want to put this team together. I'll tell you about it on the next show. I, I had this idea, and that's why I came up with a 400 modern, 400-point JSA team. I think it'll be fun. Uh, it won't be competitive at all, I don't think. I think it'll just be kind of a silly team. But it should be be kind of cool. So I'm going to try and work on that and put that together while also preparing for the WizKids Open. Uh, it's been great talking to you all. I just want to remind you. Uh, if you like this podcast, if you want, if you if you really enjoy it, please do a review and rate it on YouTube, um, iTunes, and give us your feedback. Give me your feedback. 
You can contact me at lostinclicks at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you as L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Or you can contact me through HC Realms. Contact my ID of Colossus TN. I'm sorry this went on and on, but I've enjoyed talking with y'all. Y'all have really re-energized my love of hero clicks. If there's anything I can talk about, please just email me and let me know if there's anything I can change. This is an ever-evolving podcast, really looking to, you know, just share my journey, try to grow my community, and try to share the love of hero clicks with other people who love it. Whether you're casual or meta, just going out and just linking up with others to kind of grow this game. Uh, it's been great talking to y'all. Y'all keep those uh, dies rolling and keep from uh, rolling on to a KO click. Uh, keep on clicks, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.